Hey, it's Danielle. Would you like a $50 Amazon gift card? Here is how you enter a chance to win. Right now, Failing Motherhood is turning four years old, and it's almost Mother's Day, so we're doing an annual drive for ratings and reviews, which are huge for search rankings, for potential listeners to find us, and for them to size up the quality of the podcast. So if you have been enjoying Failing Motherhood, whether this is your first few times listening or you've been here the whole time, I'm offering extra incentive to put in a quick two to three sentence review inside Apple. When you leave yours, screenshot it and then send it to me over Instagram DM or email. And I am going to give one listener that leaves a review a $50 Amazon gift card on Mother's Day. We have some really exciting failing fatherhood episodes coming up. So please follow the podcast if you haven't yet and leave that rating or review so that more moms and more parents know they are not alone if they feel like they're failing their child on a daily basis. We need each other and I'm so grateful you are here. Ever feel like you suck at this job? Motherhood, I mean. Have too much anxiety and not enough patience. Too much yelling, not enough play. There's no manual, no village, no guarantees. The stakes are high. We want so badly to get it right. But this is survival mode. We're just trying to make it to bedtime. So if you're full of mom guilt, your temper scares you. You feel like you're screwing everything up and you're afraid to admit any of those things out loud. This podcast is for you. This is Failing Motherhood. I'm Danielle Batman, and each week we'll chat with a mom ready to be real, sharing her insecurities, her fears, her failures, and her wins. We do not have it all figured out. That's not the goal. The goal is to remind you, you are the mom your kids need. They need what you have, you are good enough, and you're not alone. I hope you pop in earbuds, somehow sneak away, and get ready to hear some hope from the trenches. You belong here, friend. We're so glad you're here. Hey, it's Danielle again. Super, super happy that you're joining me today. I cannot wait to dive in. I have kind of a two-part series for you for this November as we approach the holiday season that we're so excited for and also holding on to our sanity by a thread. Uh, This episode is going to be talking about the best books for a strong-willed child. And next, in two weeks, it's going to be the best gift ideas for a strong-willed child. And books can be gifts, or you can just get them from the library. And so we'll kind of break that down in two parts. But if you are already bracing yourself in anticipation for the holidays, go scroll all the way back. I know you haven't listened to every episode. There is episode 53 from November of 2021, November 23rd, 2021. It's called Parenting Around Family. That one is going to give you some core principles and mantras about how to brace yourself and have a game face and have some boundaries. So I'm going to do a follow-up to that one kind of adding on in December, but if you need it sooner than later, go ahead and check that out. And as for today... Before we dive in, I have another clip for you. 
that is uh, from clients that were in my program because I just feel like it gives you a behind-the-scenes glimpse into someone else's brain and someone else's house at an honest, vulnerable level you do not get in real life. So this is Omaya and Andrew. They graduated in August, and I'm actually, they're actually going to be joining me for an episode up in the next month or so because they have just had phenomenal results and completely transformed their home, and they can't wait to shout it from the rooftop. So super, super grateful that they are jumping on to share more. But I'm going to play that clip from one of our live calls so that you can kind of take some some words of wisdom and some pearls of of advice from them. And then we're going to dive into the best books. And I cannot wait. We have four categories. It's so good. Uh, so, so hang on with me. And I'm excited to dive in. Before we found you, we didn't have direction, I would say, right? So we'd have good days and we'd be like, okay, okay, it's better. And then we'd have those really terrible days. And I found you on Instagram, on a business trip. And I was like, oh, look, here's something that looks kind of interesting. And the interesting part about yours was the focus on the strong-willed child, which Osiris hit every single thing. And we were like, okay, but how then do you differentiate one program from any of the others out there? And then when I came home that weekend, we had an awful, like awful weekend. And I I can't remember the specifics. It was just really bad. And Andrew and I looked at each other and we were like, okay, this is it. Something needs to change. We're going to take the plunge. We're going to do something different instead of, I mean, we read a lot too. We get information from everywhere. We tried all the things. And so we're like, okay, we're going to do this concentrated effort. And I think that has changed everything. And the the focus on the type of child that our strong will child is, has changed everything as well. And now that we really learned about kind of what makes him tick and how he becomes discouraged, I have the capability to understand, yeah, that makes sense. And I've never had that before. Uh, I also appreciated how the focus on this course was about us and our approach, not so much on fixing our child. We, in, I, in our moment a couple of weeks ago, we've been getting a lot of external stimuli to be like, hey, something's wrong with your child. And we have since learned that our mindset as parents is the most powerful thing that we have in fixing our situation. Um, so I repeat that often. Um, and I love knowing now that our kid is probably not as broken as we had thought he was. Um, because when we, when we're hitting on all cylinders, like things are, yeah. things go fantastically and it's not by chance, right? It's no longer, nothing is by chance anymore. Um, and we recognize that. So it's in this moment right now, it's not like things are perfect because we can't be perfect all the time. Nope. And similarly, our child is not perfect all the time. And then also we cause his imperfections sometimes too. So we're able to step back and be like, yeah, we didn't handle this correctly. And that's what happened. And then we move on. Um, so yeah, our, our mindset is powerful is something that I had not heard about before when I was looking about how to approach my child. Um, and I think that's my biggest thing. Okay. So I gained a lot over the last, I guess it's three months, right? I would say actually for me, you know, 
the tactics and the strategies um, are really valuable. For myself, I think the biggest gains is understanding like my own emotional deregulation and uh, like understanding how the the way that you parent and the state of mind that you're in and your own you know emotional regulation have such an effect on the kid, right? Based on what they learn to model from you and also how you interact with them. Right. So like, and that's like the, the very first week, right? Like I keep coming back to that very first week and just understanding how important that is because it, it affects every aspect of how you deal with the kid. Right. And then just really learning to understand the way that he views the world and how he's feeling and thinking about things and how maybe he feels wronged by certain things or, um, you know, why things seem unfair to him, really trying to get and understand like his perspective and not letting him do whatever he wants, but just understanding, you know, where those feelings come from. I think the important thing about this program is the community aspects, right? Because it's like, you can read all the books in the world, but like you still feel very alone going through this. I think we've all felt that at one point. And so like hearing other people's problems, coming to the group with your own problems and like, you know, doing a little bit of, of group therapy or problem solving or just talking through it is like just knowing that you're not alone is so, so helpful when you're going through it with the kid. Um and yeah, I, I think that's that's probably the other like really valuable thing I took away from this. Yeah. Sometimes it's just helpful to know that our kid is not the only kid like himself. Yeah. There are others like him. <laughs> okay. Children's books. I am going to geek out on this one, you guys. My favorite course in my child development elementary ed, um, early childhood ed, what children's literature. Loved the course. I have a huge stack of books next to my desk in my office of books that I have read and reread with my kids and recommend to clients all the time. So it's so hard to narrow it down. And this isn't going to be comprehensive in any form of the word, but it is going to get you started and give you a lot to go off of just in of itself. I have a much more extensive list available to my clients for every social emotional situation under the sun. But I can't wait to dive in. There's four different categories. I'm going to get to them in a second. But my favorite way to teach a new concept, explain something hard, or address a pattern of behavior is with a book. Think of literally anything, and there is a book on it, and I promise that it will explain something in a way that you couldn't have. And it will provide an opportunity for a deeper conversation or more, more a new vocabulary that you needed to be able to create a moment of connection and understanding between you and your kids. And I just highly encourage you, you're going to feel like a top tier parent when you have a book that really fills in the gap for what you are trying to do as a parent. So even though I'm going to share all the links in, to these books in a blog post that's going to be linked in the show notes so that you can go ahead and find them. No need to take notes throughout the episode. And even though the gift holidays are coming up, I really don't think you need to buy most of these books. If you just get them from your library first, that will give you an opportunity to figure out what they truly relate to, what they truly fall in love with, and ask to read over and over at bedtime. And the rest 
You'll let them serve their purpose, hold their attention and interest for a couple weeks, and then return them. That way you're not out that investment. And if you are not going to your local library, go for me this week. It provides such an experience around books that really creates a love of learning and reading, and it's truly priceless compared to just ordering them from Amazon and dropping them in a box. So go to your local library, find one of these books, figure out how to put them on hold online, and um, you're going to feel like an amazing parent that has their life together. (laughs) So the four different categories I'm going to introduce these books in is Control, Big Emotions, Toddler, and Skill Building. And I'll get into what each one of those are. And again, just find the link in the show notes to find them on Amazon. I am not famous enough to be getting any compensation for sharing the links to these books. It is not sponsored in any way. I genuinely just love these books and I want you to too. So I want to make those as accessible as possible after this episode. So go ahead and keep driving or doing the dishes, whatever you're doing. So the first category is my absolute favorite category of books for strong-willed kids, and that is control. There is a huge need and craving in all humans, but really deeply in strong-willed kids for power and control. And when we can meet that in a way that feels mutually beneficial and proactive And during a moment of connection, it is like a power boost. It gives them a sense of empowerment when they feel in control. So these are types of books that are really unique. They offer a way for the reader of the book or the listener of the book to feel in control of the character of the book or feel in control of the caregiver or grown-up that's reading the book. And they get to have this sense of power reversal where they no longer are being told what to do. They get to tell something else what to do or they get to be in charge and in control. And this is huge for strong-willed kids because if you don't give these positive proactive outlets, they are left to their own devices to figure out ways to feel in control and they will and they won't be mutually beneficial. So here are a few of my favorite control books. Number one, my favorite, favorite, favorite author of children's books of all time is Mo Willems. Love him so much. So you have to read with your strong-willed child. The pigeon has to go to school. Don't let the pigeon stay up late. The pigeon needs a bath. And of course, don't let the pigeon drive the bus. Because each of these books are written in a way that The pigeon is just lamenting about things and you are the reader, the kid, is the one that tells the pigeon he can't drive the bus or he has to go to school or he has to take a bath or he can't stay up late. And it just feels like a cathartic experience for a strong-willed child to read these books because it's like a role reversal, but they also feel seen by all of the dramatic antics of this pigeon because that's how they really feel in these moments and it's a really big deal. So love, love, love these books. Then another absolute favorite we've had in our house is the book with no pictures by BJ Novak. This book is brilliant. It is written in the way where it sets up the prompt at the beginning. Okay, so the way that books work is that whatever words are on this page The person reading this book has to read, right? And then it plays off of the fact that it's a read aloud. 
the parent is going to be the one reading these words, and then the kid gets to catch on very quickly that the words of this book are silly, goofy, and hilarious, and um, says that, like, the kid that's listening to this book is the best kid in the whole world, and um, I have to say all these silly words now, and there's, like, sound effect words, and it just, there's no way you don't crack up laughing reading this book with your kid. Highly recommend And the last one that we kind of stumbled upon that has been really cool, there's a lot of books like this, but it's called Are You Scared, Darth Vader? by Adam Rex. And the concept of this book is that Darth Vader is not afraid of anything out of all these scary things. But then at the end of the book, he realizes that all those scary things were just kids in a costume and he's actually terrified of kids. And then he realizes that the reader is a kid and the reader gets to trap him in the book. So you can see how it's really, really fun for a strong-willed kid to feel super empowered while reading this book because he gets to trap Darth Vader, who's not scared of anything, and now he's afraid of him or her. And if you love Star Wars, then, you know, that's that's obviously a, a double win. So those are just a handful of my favorite control books, but they are so good for that power reversal dynamic and for empowering them. So that's the control. The next section is big emotions. We know that is a trademark classic trait of strong-willed kids. They feel high highs and low lows and no one between. And so uh, you're going to want to gravitate right to the books about anger, but some of them they're not going to relate to. And I'm going to be honest with you, I have bought a lot of them and not all of them are great because if I can't understand the coping mechanism it's trying to teach, I'm not going to be able to get my kid to do that either. So here's just a couple of my favorites, okay? So we're going to intro to this. I posted it on my Instagram stories not too long ago, like Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day by Judith Fjord. That book is also cathartic for strong-willed kids because they really feel that way. And they can feel seen in that book. But it's also just introducing the concept of a bad day. And also that it is normal and that it doesn't last forever. So that's that's just a fun, fun one that you can relate to. There's a series by Brittany Winley. The two of them, one of them is called The Boy with Big, Big Feelings. And there's another one called The Girl with Big, Big Questions. And these are beautifully illustrated, brilliantly written books that just speak to the way that they're wired and their personality and help them feel seen and represented in this book and let them know that they're not alone and it's okay for them, for their brain to think that way or for them to feel those feelings. Highly recommend. There's a book called Ravi's Roar that's a part of another series called The Big Bright Feelings Collection, which is fantastic, by Tom Percival. Ravi's Roar is, I think, a very well-illustrated and explained situation where a kid can relate to that feeling of being taken over by this roaring anger. And I just feel like it's more of a realistic depiction. So I really like that one. There's another one about um, a worry in that series that's fantastic. There's a book called I Love You When You're Angry by Erin Winters. And that's a necessary one if your strong-willed kiddo is picking up on things and just feeling like they are bad or that they're they can sense that and you feel like it's like their behavior is affecting 
their perception of themselves and you want to make sure that they know that there is space and detachment from their actions and behaviors and who they are as a person. So connecting over that and letting them know, I love you when you're angry is a great read. And then there's another one that I highly recommend to some of my clients. If you have a hard time with your patience and you want to have a conversation about that and acknowledge that, there's a book called It's Okay to Not Be Okay, Adults Get Big Feelings Too by Danielle Sherman Lazar. Fantastic book that gives a lot of language and explanation around the fact that, you know, moms and dads get sick, moms and dads get tired, moms and dads get angry. And that's okay. And we can talk about that and acknowledge that in a way that feels really healthy and connecting rather than kids jumping to conclusions and assumptions on their own that isolate them and and you feel much more disconnected. So I love those. And then, of course, I have to recommend my girl, Sarah Olsher. I have collaborated with her after I found her initial books, and I cannot recommend her stuff enough. I have helped her then write uh, the last few that we developed for the program on kids' mental health. And these are exactly how I would explain emotions and coping strategies and things to my kids and um, highly recommend them. The first one about big emotions is called The Bear is Not There. And it is these super, super cute illustrations about the nervous system and how they communicate with each other and how they kind of freak out because they, you know, they kind of get triggered into fight or flight and how you help calm down your nervous system. Super cute. And then another one that's great for younger kids is No Feeling Lasts Forever, Recognizing Emotions in Ourselves and Others, and just gives kind of that 101 context for what emotions are and why they are temporary and how to kind of explain them and give a lot more vocabulary around them so that you have that, you know, common knowledge in your home. So uh, anything by Sarah Walsh, I'm always going to recommend. She is um, one of my favorite people. So that is the big emotions section. Then I will give a couple more highlights for toddlers and I'll build, go into skill building. So toddlers, I'm just setting these apart because as I was compiling them in the big emotion section or the control section or the skill building section, they are young, skewed younger. So they may only come in a board book or they may just be really good for kind of the two to three, one to three set. So if you have a particularly younger kiddo and a toddler, a strong-willed child, they're going to love these. Number one, Llama Llama, Mad at Mama, Llama Llama Red Pajama, Llama Llama Mrs. Mama, all of that series by Anna Dudney. Love, reread that over and over and over again at my house. It, I love the, the tantrum in the middle of the grocery store and throwing the food and being angry about waiting. They're, they're just so relatable and engaging and your kid's going to be loving it and repeating the words. We still um, call back. Some of those books now, 10 years, not a full 10 years, but when my kids are 10, we, they still remember those books and love them. So find that series. No David is a really empowering control book for toddlers. Very simple, one sentence per page, but they get to boss David around and remind him what he's doing wrong. And there is several different books in that series about David. And it's really cool. It's an author illustrator that wrote the books about himself when he was little. And they just, they get to yell no. And what's better than that when they get yelled no at all the time? <laughs> uh, there's a book called The Monster at the End of This Book. That's another control book for toddlers. 
And the whole time, he's, like, afraid that there is a monster at the end of the book. But then the reader keeps turning the pages, and he gets so mad at the reader because they keep turning the pages, and they keep being so strong to turn the next page, and it makes them feel awesome. And it's a really, really cute read. It's a Sesame Street one. There's another last control book for toddlers is Press Here by Hervé Talley. He writes books that are very interactive. So throughout the book, they press on the illustrations and then it changes what happens as they turn the page. And it feels like they are in control of the book and get to manipulate it in real time. And it's just a really, really cool read. So um, find his books as well. And then the last one I'll recommend for toddlers is Little Monkey Calms Down. That's a nice, basic, uh, introducing, you know, breathing as a technique and, you know, very short and sweet. So that's by Michael Dahl. And again, before you start writing all these down, just go to the show notes, find the blog post, click to Amazon from there, and you'll know exactly what the cover looks like and all that to, to recommend them. The last one, last section is skill building. So we go to books to help explain things. We go to books to provide a lot more context around things and uh, you know meet their needs. But they're also a fantastic way to teach, right? That's what, I mean, the rest of the life, the rest of life, they use books to teach and learn. So the, I picked out a couple highlights of some books that are super great at teaching a particular concept that you can then build upon, especially ones that are maybe particularly hard for strong-willed kids. For example, uh, my my boy, Mo Willems, he and his uh, Elephant and Piggy series, there's a book called Waiting is Not Easy. And the whole time, he, you know, Elephant is lamenting about how hard it is to wait and how long it's taking and how it's so hard and awful. And then by the end of the book, it was worth it. And it's just... One hilarious, relatable example that really helps teach the concept that you can pull back from and then have that as a mantra. Of, I know waiting is not easy. What can we do to make this fun when we're, in, you know, waiting at the grocery store to check out? So that one's just a patience one. Waiting's not easy. There's a book that I actually was skeptical of, ordered, and then did love. It's called Big Problems, Little Problems by Ben Feller. It helps teach some perspective and some problem solving that gives a little bit more explanation around the differentiation between something that is easily solvable and something that's a little harder to solve. But for strong-willed kids, they think and feel that everything is a really big deal. So you want to be careful at uh, jumping to a conclusion to dismiss their irrational reactions by saying that's a little problem, that's a little problem. Because if you don't empathize, their own their only choice is to escalate. So that that one is written in a way that I do sign off on and, and really liked. There's a series called the Mindful Mantra series by Ms. Lori Wright. One of them is called I Can Handle It. There's several that introduce these like power thought concepts that I teach my clients. But it's really just introducing the idea for kids that they can think through something hard and then find a mantra to think that helps empower them in the moment through several different examples throughout the book. And that's definitely a skill that we want to teach early on. So that one is called I Can Handle It. There's a book called The Invisible String by Petrus Karst. And that one is fantastic for separation anxiety. There's 
uh, several that are classics that are really, really great for that. But if your child is really struggling with goodbyes or a transition to a new school setting, class, whatever, the invisible string is going to be a great one to then give vocabulary and context that you can call back on um, when you're in those moments and maybe give you some ideas of some tangible things you can do about it. There's another series called The Way I Feel by Cornelius Bellman, and they're all about different emotions, like when I feel angry, when I feel scared. And they are fantastic because they are just straight to the point, very clear-cut explanations around the emotion, what it feels like, when you feel it, and what to do about it. And uh, very practical, very tangible. read those a lot when my girls were little. Uh, There's one more series called Learning to Get Along series by Sherry Miners. I love this one as a preschool teacher. I think they're in a lot of classrooms, but even better to have these conversations at home. There's one called Share and Take Turns. There's one called Talk and Work It Out. There's one called Cool Down Your Anger. And they just talk the characters through these scenarios of when they have to apply that skill. And they can learn a lot by having it be a third-party character that they are recommending what to do rather than feeling like it's, the, you know, you're telling them what to do and they pick it all up and kind of absorb it through those examples. So those are fantastic things. There's like 20 or something in that series, but they are great ones to get from the library, the library like paperback section, the oversized paperbacks. If you don't check out that section of the library, go do that. Um, there's really good gems in there. And then the last one I wanted to highlight is The Magical Yet by Angela Deterlizzi. I'm not sure how to say her name. That one teaches growth mindset in one of the, my favorite ways, which is introducing this word yet. And it's a magic word. The magic word isn't please. The magic word is yet. And if you have a perfectionist tendency, strong-willed child, or they really struggle with wanting everything to be perfect and you know not trying it if they're not amazing at it yet, then um, that one's a, a great skill building one for growth mindset. So that's everything I wanted to share with you today. I hope that you have stumbled upon a few in my explanation that you have kind of scribbled down to go back to and find as your new favorites. I hope that you have so many more fun moments when you get to just snuggle up and, and read a good book together and that spurs off some amazing new conversations I would love to know if I mentioned one of your family's favorite books. Find me on Instagram, DM me, let me know um, which one you fall in love with next as well. But I am just cheering you on over here. I keep up the hard work. What you're doing is so important, not just for today, but for like 10, 20, 30 years from now. Always remember the worth of your work. It matters even through this like sanity sparing holiday season. I am here for you. I'm really glad that you are tuning in. I'm so glad you're here. When you are ready to be able to transform your relationship with your strong-willed child and really take on an investment in the support you deserve, then go ahead and download my free training. As always, Authentic and Unapologetic. The link to that is in the show notes and apply to work together. And I would love to have that conversation. See you next week. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Failing Motherhood. Your kids are so lucky to have you. If you loved this episode, take a screenshot right now and share it in your Instagram stories and tag me. If you're loving the podcast, 
Be sure that you've subscribed and leave a review so we can help more moms know that they are not alone if they feel like they're failing motherhood on a daily basis. And if you're ready to transform your relationship with your strong-willed child and invest in the support you need to make it happen, schedule your free consultation using the link in the show notes. I can't wait to meet you. Thanks for coming on this journey with me. I believe in you and I'm cheering you on.